This episode of the OP Radio Podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, BlueChew.com, promo code OP, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. I must say, I'm getting over the flu. I took a little family vacation to Disney, and I threw out my back really, really bad, but I fixed it with some YouTube videos, and my kids got really sick, and they were puking through the airport, and then I got home from Disney, and I started puking like crazy, and I got the flu. I'm finally feeling better, but I was not able to get you a brand new podcast this week because literally I was shitting and puking, and I had had no voice and as you can tell my voice is almost better so I'm going to have a brand new episode of the podcast in the very near future I promise you that and I'm going to be talking about all the stuff that happened in Disney but in the meantime I found some uh, lost audio of me and Carl down in Chatham New Jersey eating burgers talking shit about a lot of things giving a lot of inside baseball on the Opie and Anthony show and just simply laughing our asses off together I still miss Carl horribly. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's get to it. Meredith goes, so romantic, guys. <laughs> I came down to Chatham uh, to do the pop-up with Carl, and we were going to do it at Marie's, but your place is like fucking jamming. We couldn't, even find, we couldn't even find a table in your yeah. own place. That's crazy in there. That's nuts. So we're, uh, we're at an undisclosed location. Well, we're here. We're waiting for our actor to show up. Yeah. How many actors did you pay for tonight? <laughs> i got to explain that. So we did the last pop-up from Pete's Tavern. Uh, that place was awesome. Wasn't that awesome? Really cool. And me and Carl were having a good time drinking and just having a blast. And all of a sudden, the waiter got involved with the, the pop-up. And he pretty much stole the show. Yeah. That guy, what was his name again? Ron. Ron. Ron the waiter. I should know because we hired him. Yes. And... Um, he, he absolutely stole the show. And then it turns out there was uh, a lady who popped up on my Twitter and said she knows Ron the Waiter. She popped up on my, on my Facebook. She told us that she knows Ron the Waiter, and he's a comic, and he's an actor. Huh. So then, of course, the haters take that and run with it like we hired Ron the Waiter to be part of our pop-up. Right. Because we need something to, what, make these entertaining? Well, here's the thing. It, there, there are people that are so invested into hating you right that they spin off the earth there's a whole subreddit about w- how to make a plan on making us not be friends anymore I, I someone sent me that <laughs> <laughs> someone might have sent me that <laughs> Carl texts me and goes you gotta see what they're doing now cause everyday they got some weird plan to disrupt whether it's me uh-huh. Whether it's Anthony, whether it's Jim, right. any, anyone that you know is associated with the ONA show, they just right. want to make our lives miserable, which is weird because I would assume at one point they were fans of the radio show and then what, splintered off because it's not... What I don't understand about the, the haters is you created them. Yeah, unfortunately. I say unfortunately because... But you created them. It's almost like... You, you ever see like those old movies on... On Zeus and the and the gods, how they created humans, yeah. and then they had they, they showed up and they killed all the humans because the humans didn't do what they wanted yeah, them to yeah. do. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Like you and Ant created these these people, these and animals, these they're, savages, they're savages, man. <laughs> I mean, and let me tell you something. I I I a lot of it because it's not directed at me. Yeah, so I, I enjoy it. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, but I enjoy it because they're they're so crazy. That you know, it's fun. It's it's fun on that level, but it does get a little nuts. Are they fans anymore? I honestly they don't have know to. They know everything you do. Right. I mean, they know everything. Kind of creepy. So anyway, Carl sends me this text message saying their latest mission is to get you to hate me. Right. I think that's just going to happen naturally. <laughs> I don't have the best track record. <laughs> 
But anyway, we didn't hire Ron the waiter. Oh, no. But what a surprise. Uh, you know, a starving actor slash comedian in New York might actually have another job to pay the bills. Imagine that. He was hilarious. Are you a hamburger? Are you one of those people that eat all their fries and then eat their hamburger? Well, Dude, tell me right now, because Reddit's right. I'm going to start hating you. <laughs> <laughs> Reddit, this is how you get me to hate him. Wait a second. Did you dip the burger? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? No, I'm dipping the burger. No, you put the ketchup on it. Son of a bitch. At least you... Oh, listen. You know what? Maybe I'm overreacting. You're eating a hamburger. I'm happy. Mate, are you going to eat that coleslaw? I've been eating it. Oh, okay. Just save me some. You want to try some? I do. Go ahead. Try that. I kind of need some water or a beer or something. You, I got shots. Are, I see your shots. You want one? No. I got dry. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but you would think if these guys were convinced that Ron the waiter was an actor. Right. I just want to finish this part up. Wouldn't you go to Pete's Cavern and see if the guy's working? No, because they're just internet activists. Oh, they don't want to know what they the don't, truth they, is. These people don't live in the real world. No. They just want to make you mad. That's it. Well, I mean, I, if you don't look at the shit, how does how does it make you mad? Well, because I tell you all. I know. I'm like, <laughs> hey, Carl, how about you just stop telling me shit before I start hating you? <laughs> I think that's the plan. If I keep showing you, if I keep showing you stuff, you're gonna hate me. <laughs> I know people that will obsessively look at what people are saying about them. It's got to drive you nuts after a while. It, it started driving me nuts. Why? No, you're just so... I mean, me growing up, like, people want to... You know, my whole life was negative. I mean, that's how, how, you know, being a chef and everything, everything, all the feedback I've ever gotten it was negative. Very few times people tell you you're doing a good job. It, it fuels me. It fuels me to prove them wrong. Why? They don't, don't they, they don't want to be proven wrong. I know. They don't. They, got, I, a, they got an agenda, and that's it. They're going to stick to it. I didn't realize. I, I used to really fight back, and I'm like, oh, these guys don't want to hear shit. Right. So then when you realize that, you're like, all right, you can kind of move on with the whole thing. You should check it out the car. What? It's a nice fire. Isn't that nice? Isn't that beautiful? It's weird because I was thinking of converting. You're converting to gas? Yeah. So don't do it. No, these, this this one's grandfathered in. They don't have uh, gas routes that high anymore. The new fire codes now, they have to run uh, under a certain BTU. This is an old one. This one's not legal anymore. The new ones, you can really tell they look fake. Just use the regular, because the, the wood smell is delicious. You know what else I like about it? Oh, why don't you tell us more about oh. things you like? What was that? Hope he likes fire, too. Yeah. I love fires. I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the interior. Uh, yes. Yeah. More about the fire, please. <laughs> it's all about fire. It's all about ambiance. What? What was that? No one heard that shit. There's a lady that wanted to check out the fireplace because she was converting from what? From uh, wood to gas. Wood to gas. And you're telling her that that's it. I didn't even know that was a gas fireplace. That's you just one. said that. That's a good one, but they're illegal now because it's too much fire. It's a full blown like inferno. In your house. Wait, they, they don't let you put a. That, that size flute, that size right. gas, you can't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. That one's out like Matt Lauer. You, would you like to talk to her a little more no, about fireplaces? I'm done. I got wrapped up in it because, you know, <laughs> I'm in my town, you know, I got to be nice. Oh, that's right. I don't you live forgot. here. <laughs> you don't live here. I forgot. You could be like doing jerko signs and so I can't. Uh, what about Matt Lauer? I heard you say Matt Lauer. So now you just get accused and you're fired. How does that work? The, the guy was making, what, $20, 25000000 million a year, so the complaint must have been pretty fucking tight. Or they use it as an excuse to get rid of his huge salary. You heard about his button? Not sure. Fake news. Fake news? They all, in 30 Rock, all the executives, all their offices, have a button. It's built in. All of them have it. All 30 Rock execs have that. What, just in case there's an active shooter or something? No, just the lock the door privacy. And some of them, you hit the button and the shade, and you get blackout shades. All one button. And so, you, so this is fake news? Fake news. It's They're just making it. They, it's it, The button does exist, but right. it's not the Matt Lauer button. No. All the offices have the button. Because the story came out, it was a button. Yeah. And he could lock he could lock down his office. Yeah, which is and then, incredible. And then pull his pants down. Which yeah, he, I which, saw it. Which I like did a few I times. Saw, I saw they said the rape room button. Right. Like, relax. Well, he got his office out of the way. So he was he was in his own section that was really private. And then he had... Other suppose, fake news. Supposedly... More fake news. You out of all people, Opie. Where was your office? It was in the corner away from everybody. You don't want to see anybody. My office was in the hallway. Exactly, but away from everybody. Right. Oh, so when, when you reach a certain level of celebrity, you don't want to be bothered by the minions. Right. You don't. I remember those days. 
I remember being. I remember being somebody. Ah, now we're. <laughs> and now we're talking to an old lady about fucking car places. What are you talking about? I'm helping a local resident. That's all I'm doing. It was too much. What, what are you doing? doing? Why, what, why are you doing that high? That's Instead of putting ketchup I directly on the burger. so aggressive. You, it's not aggressive. Burger looks great, though, by the way. You picked, you, you got it at the right temperature. I'm very, you did everything right today. Besides, leave the lettuce on it, which is fine. I hate lettuce on hamburgers. Oh, fuck it. Why? That is the, the worst thing you could ever do. Because it always comes out wilted. Just get rid of it. Look at, look how sloppy they gave you that red onion. And? They gave you the core of the red onion. That's too, that's uh, too much. Oh, I'm upset now. Get all that out. Get it all out. Get it out. And my onion has pink eye. <laughs> get it all out. Get it out. Get, oh, yeah, yeah. get all that. Get the pickles out. Get the salad bar out. Look at the shitty tomato. That's not a tomato. That's not shitty tomato. Get it out. Get it out. Love pickles. All right, eat those. Eat those on the side. Those are bread and butter pickles. They should be on the side. Oh, I could them. save on the carbs. No, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Save me on the carbs. <clears throat> so I am watching. Uh, can you put the bread on top of that, dude? I'm, I can't do this. Literally. Put your bread back on. I'm going to cancel the whole pop up. Is your OCD kicking in? Yeah, you got to put the bread back on. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Fucking. Dude, I want to touch your bread, bro. Real fuck. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't watch someone eat a burger like, like a mental patient. I'm just saving on the carbs. Oh, fuck Save you. myself for a dessert. Quick break because I want to talk about Blue Chew, one of my fine sponsors to the Opie Radio podcast. I also want to say uh, Carl really, really despised how I ate my hamburger, as you could tell in that audio that we just played. And do yourself a favor. you got to see the entire video. There's a link to the video in the description of this episode. I think you're going to really, really enjoy the visual. All right? All right. But right now, I got to talk about Blue Chew. And I got to tell you, I got this friend. Let's just call him, uh, uh, let's just call him Butters. Yeah, my friend Butters. And he's like, man, Ope, I need help with my stick. And they call him Butters because he did used to have a nice stick. But lately, uh, that stick of butter has been like a stick of butter that you leave on the counter too long. It's a bit mushy and soft. And Butters goes, oh, can you help me with this? Because I really want my stick of butter to feel like that butter that you take out of the fridge where it's nice and rigid and hard and firm. And I said, man, Butters, I can help you out with that. I got this sponsor called Blue Chew, and I think it's perfect for you. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, Butters. So listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. B-L-U-E. Chew.com, BlueChew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill butters, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Listen up, Butters. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So those nosy neighbors of yours, Butters, won't know it's in the package, if you understand what I'm saying. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all, there is no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, BlueChew.com, and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code O-P-O-P-I-E. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, BlueChew.com, promo code O-P-O-P-I-E to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and you too butters will be thanking them and one other thing before we get back into the episode christmas right around the corner maybe give the opster a little taste we got shirts and hats at opiradio.com 
Radio. I'm watching uh, a movie in my beautiful hotel room in California, which I miss right now with this weather. I'm watching um, Wonder Woman, the, the movie Wonder Woman, right. and I'm watching how they, <coughs> they, you know, they live with the Amazonian women. And I'm like, I'm talking to Maria on the phone. I'm like, Wonder Woman is what TV is going to be like in the next year. Where it's just like dudes are completely gone. And just women on TV? It's just going to be women on TV. Boy, so Matt Lauer's done. Came out of nowhere. We're all done. Why? Dudes on TV are done. You know, no one's no one's saying anything edgy or fun. or Nobody's trying to push back against the establishment. Everything is smothered by political correctness. Yeah, it's very, it's extremely safe. And one thing that I hate. What I love about it, though, it's extremely safe. But then in their offices, Matt Lauer's walking around with his pants down. Right. And, and giving out uh, sex toys as gifts. Is he really? Yes. That's great. Yeah, unless that's fake news, too. That could be fake news. Didn't Matt Lauer get hit by a deer once? A lot of people don't know this story. He, in the Hamptons, a certain part of the Hamptons, I was out there, sexual harassment or not, an insufferable dick right. to live around. Right. I mean, you want to talk about an elite, I'm better than everybody, that's Matt Lauer. That's, that's what we heard over the years. I mean, he is, he's hated He's hated by other unsufferable dicks. Right. Like, the guy on the street that he lived on, which everybody hated, hated Matt Lauer. <laughs> right? That's that's tough to do. I mean, now you think about the Hamptons, right? They're the richest of the rich, the most elite people in the world. They would have petitions on Matt Lauer about his helicopter, about whatever he wanted to do. He was that rich? He had a helicopter? No. In his contract, right? he made NBC... Commute him via helicopter from the Hamptons in the summer. Really? So it was an NBC helicopter. So this shit wasn't like a little what, what we call buzzbirds right. uh, in and out. This thing was like Airwolf from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Airwolf would come. And, Airwolf would come and pick up Matt Lauer. <laughs> like you know, like the helicopter with the landing gear and shit. You're like, what? are we being invaded? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> So he comes in and out like Airwolf. Airwolf. Giant fucking camera. What was that actor's name? He, he turned out to be a complete lunatic. Who was the lead actor in Airwolf? It's a show I never watched. You never watch Airwolf? No. You watch Airwolf. Help me right. out. Who was the lead actor? And he used to be on Howard Stern all the time, or Howard used to talk to him about how why he Oh, Howard Stern. He doesn't want to talk lunatic. about He doesn't want to talk about Howard Stern. All right, we don't have to. I was just... Do you like Howard Stern? Yeah, I like him. Do you still listen to him? Not really. Not Who do you listen to? Uh, sometimes uh, Bill Burr podcast. Yeah, Bill Burr is funny. Yeah. Listen, I gotta go eat salad with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your mom with the fireplace. <laughs> she's a she's a nice lady. Oh, God. Anyway, so what happened with the deer? He goes on this little bike ride. Can I get another beer and uh, two shots of Jim Beam? Yes. What do you want? Do you want something to drink? I want. Uh, Can you get him a water. Yeah, yes. a water to start. Something, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I had strep throat for a week. Oh, oh so I'm, okay. I'm still I mean, getting into it. Do you want like it. a hot tea or something? Fundraiser time. Don't don't mention hot tea while we're doing this. Oh. <laughs> you want to be on camera for a second? I'll be right back. Oh, no. I'm keeping, no. I'm keeping the coffee cup. I'll All be right, right back, okay? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Beer, two beams. Beer, two beams, and uh, I'm and, not getting uh, a hot tea with lemon. And some honey. Pedialyte for Opie. <laughs> <laughs> My whole family was sick for Thanksgiving. We decided to do Thanksgiving for the first time this year. It was awesome. And I didn't need to call you once. How about that? I'm insulted. How about I'm that? I'm insulted. You wouldn't call your friend the chef to help you out? We had uh, old school family recipes. Good. You know what? That's knowledge great. knowledge that I had. Good. I didn't need you, Carl. Good job. Because you're like you. me. Like when I used to, used to, because most people are now married in my world. Every wedding I went to, people would ask me if I was going to go up there and DJ. So I, I bet. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, what? I had an aunt who thought she was hilarious. And then we'd be sitting around, and she'd go, she would tap me on the shoulder and go, Hey, Ope, why don't you go up there and show them how it's done? <laughs> right. It used to drive me nuts. I'm like, you idiot, I haven't played records in 20 years. So anyway, Matt Lauer, I was telling you about Matt Lauer. Right. About being a dick when he lived in the Hamptons. Yeah. Matt Lauer went out on his little super secret bike, like his little, this thing must have been like 10 grand. It was 15 grand. It was crazy, crazy bike. And he had, like, all the equipment on. He looked like tour de douche, this fucking <laughs> So he goes on his bicycle, and a deer comes out of nowhere yeah. and tramples the fuck out of him. Really? 
like not blindsides only him, blindsides him off the bike, but then like, I don't know what was wrong with this deer, you know what I mean? But this deer starts huffing him, huffing him in the face, huffing him in the balls. He obviously knew who he was. Didn't like it. Maybe he sexually harassed the deer. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Hamptons. Anything can happen. But it was so funny because all the neighbors literally... Ambulances are there, everybody, and everybody comes out is like Rudy clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and these people run the show there. They, you know, they tell the cops what to do. Right. And they would bring animal control out to go get this deer because Matt Lauer wanted its head. Really? Eh? And they said, nope. It was being natural. The deer was being natural. You just leave it alone. It matched no better. <laughs> That's how hated he was. That's how hated he was that the whole street, yeah. which is three people, you know what I mean? Hated him so much. How crazy is that? He got taken out by a but, deer. But what it did to him was unbelievable. Right. What kind of injuries did he have? He broke his face up. No. Yo, he was out for a while. Can I get an article on this? 2009, Matt Lauer hit by a deer. I'll have to Google it. Oh, so we did Thanksgiving for the first time. Without your help, it was awesome. You say that like that's like you're proud that, you, that I didn't help you. But I would take it as I would want you to. Wow. What would you have done differently? I know how to make turkey. I know how to make mashed potatoes. Sweet potatoes. How, how do you make mashed potatoes? You. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to chuck Willery. How the fuck do you make mashed potatoes? Go ahead. Big mouth. <laughs> well, we, we got this contraption that peels the potatoes. Javier, what? No, it's, <laughs> it's a machine. It's awesome. You have a machine that peels potatoes. You, you put the thing on, right? You spike the potato on it, and then you put the top on, and then you push boo. the button, and it goes, fuck you, boo. So you don't peel the potato? It doesn't get the top of the Are you doing this with like a velvet crushed cape? No. Do <laughs> you do this with holding a scepter? How the fuck don't you peel you're, a potato? Wait, you're in the restaurant business and you've never seen this? We peel potatoes. It's, a, it's an electric you know, way to peel potatoes. Okay. Let's make believe. And it's fun for the kids. Let's make believe. It's fun for the kids watching some machine. It's dude. fun for the kids and a washed up shock jock. Oh my God, it sounds like you're in Rocky Four. When you had to come... <laughs> But so, he couldn't fight anymore, and he had that big robot. Right. So, okay, chef. So that's Step good. two, All right. mashed potatoes. All right, so now I I peel the rest by hand. Oh, so you still have to, like, sub-peel. Just the tops just the and the top. bottoms. Okay. They don't have the machine figured out where they can get the tops and the bottoms. I bet you they're working on it, though. Five is alive. So then I wash them, and then I boil the potatoes, and then I drain, drain the water, put a little butter in it. What you, what's a little butter? Honestly, it was like a half a stick. How many potatoes? It fed about eight of us. How many potatoes? I don't know. Like, how many times does the machine go? <laughs> <laughs> Probably close to 20. 20 potatoes. 20 potatoes, half a stick of butter. Right. What hospital was this? And no cream, no milk, <laughs> nothing. I, those are awful. No, and then no, and then I told the people, look, if you want, you know, some more butter, if you or want salt, flavor, or you want to be happy, yeah, then you take care of it yourself. Yeah. Is that bad? Yes, OP. Why is that bad? It's a ratio should be one to one. What's one to one? How many Meaning pounds what? of butter? How many pounds of potatoes? One pound of butter per potato. Per pound of potato. Oh, per pound of potato. All right. Just it should be almost like butter soup. I understand. Do you know how good that is? I yeah, it's nipples pop. Everybody just everybody pops up. <laughs> but we try to we try. It's to, Thanksgiving. We try to eat a little healthier though, Carl. Not on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh you're right. Our pies were a disaster. That was... <laughs> what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened with your shitty pies? <laughs> we simply didn't know how to do it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you call me? We, you know uh, me, you know Asko to Shelly, you know all these right. people. We'd be yeah. willing to help. The, the outer shell of the pie. Was, Bro, I would have drove out. You know, It was a disaster. And then we're rolling in with the rolling pin, and, and it's sticking to the rolling pin. And then we put flour on the rolling pin. We tried all that. It was a disaster. So, so then, it was too tacky. It's called tacky. The dough is too tacky. Oh, really? So then, <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> so, then I, so then I had to uh, put the dough in the, the pie dish with my thumbs 
like this. Are you supposed to blanket no, it? No, I didn't. We didn't have a blanket. I had a I, I had a pile of shit, and I had to get into the pie tin. So I was taking. But if the dough doesn't stretch out, it's not going to make a pie. I was taking individual pieces off the pie. No. Putting it in the pie. You're tin doing plastic and, surgery. And going like this with my thumbs. That's disgusting. And then our pie crust was black. What? <laughs> not, not like, not 100% black, but there was like, oh, okay. there was problems with it, right? And then I, I find out that my my kid who was helping us was, you know, drawing before he helped us with the pie, so his hands were filled with magic marker, and that got into the, <laughs> I got into the no people hear this shit. <laughs> got to the pie crust. He's dead fucking serious. I just want to let you know, Opie is dead fucking serious. <laughs> I've never, I have, I honestly, I can say it like a, like a rich white person. I have never, I have never. <laughs> you got the little tartar with the magic markers? Yeah. Oh, oh. And then me and my wife looked at each other. I'm like, ah, when we cook it, whatever whatever problem this could cause, I'm sure it'll go away. It's a true story. I, I, I believe you a thousand percent. It's a true story. Oh, you're so skinny. You know. So I'm glad you didn't call. Seems, seems like you had another call. <laughs> <laughs> the pies were a disaster. Oh, but everything else came out great. My great. Thanksgiving was uh, was all right until... One of uh, one of the one of our fans sent me uh, strawberry moonshine. So I get to my mother-in-law's house, and I had it all set up. I had a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle I was going to bring, an Angel's Envy. I was going to bring an Angel's Envy rye, which is great. Right. I had great stuff. I forgot it all at the house. So we get there, and I'm like, uh, all right, you guys going to need whiskey or bourbon? Nothing. It was just white wine there and Coors Light. And my, my wife's family is mostly women, so they have like a karaoke thing set up in the other room. They can't just wait. They can't wait to go sing with each other, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> what songs do they sing? Just lesbian prison songs. <laughs> right? The Indigo Girls? Oh, my God. Like, Galileo. <laughs> like, it's awful. You know an Indigo Girl yeah. song? <laughs> I would have went with Closer to Find. Oh, Closer to Find is good. I used to date. I dated a very prominent lesbian. Really? She was a big DJ during the white parties in Miami, and I turned her. Really? Huh? So my wife goes, and she sees that I'm absolutely miserable because I need alcohol to just just to talk, just to walk. I, at this point, you know, she says, uh, "You know, there's uh, a jug of strawberry moonshine in the car because that's where I put all the mail, right?" So she comes in with the strawberry moonshine. She's like, let's all do a fun Christmas shot. Meanwhile, she knows it's just to stop everything in my head, <laughs> right? It's for me to stop, like, so I won't break the windows at my mother-in-law's house. It's never. I won't kick the dog, or I won't scream. Or, I was going to say, it's never fun for you. It's never fun. It's never fun. It's all about burying those fucking <laughs> memories. Exactly. <laughs> I drink like a, I drink like like a Vietnam vet, you know. And everyone's like, "Ooh, let's have a fun shot." <laughs> and you're like, "Make it go away!" I want it to stop. Make it go away. My life sucks. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh, "So they go." And then my wife, just she's an angel. She's like, "Everyone gets like this much. I get like a solo cup right? <laughs> of moonshine." <laughs> and I'm just like, "All right, everybody, yeah." Boom! And then it just all goes soft. And all of a sudden, I'm just flying around in my Pegasus. I can't be happier. Nothing bothers me. This lady, Ida, she's uh, she's Marie's mother's sister. She makes the best Christmas cookies in the history of the world. What makes them so good? Well, she's all real ingredients and whatever. But this year, she made chocolate-covered Oreos, but she made them herself and designed them until, like, let me tell you something. I'm hammered on moonshine, and I got Oreo <laughs> cookies all over my face, and I'm feeding the dog chocolate and just wasted. Yeah. On moonshine. Strawberry moonshine. moonshine. Delicious. I had a great, great Thanksgiving. That was good. Nice. What, what does the camera keep on? I moving? don't know. It's driving us insane. I'm fine. Oh, look at you, Alfie. You look good there, huh? There you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
I fucking love this shit. The camera doesn't know how to focus on mediocre. <laughs> you get roasted for your camera, and you're so excited about this camera opening all the way over. Opie, so at least we can finish this up. Um, but then Thanksgiving, we all got sick, and I got strep throat. And then I gave strep throat to my blue-collar father-in-law from Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Tell me about that. <laughs> How fucking pissed was he? <laughs> he wasn't happy. Because we decided we wanted to do some fishing because it was the end of the striper right. season. So, but it was, How'd you do, man? You did good. I crushed it. The last, last two weeks of striper season, I caught between 12 and 15 stripers. Five. Two keepers. The rest were like, they're called schoolies. Right. They're about 18, 18 to 20 inches. Right. And keepers go, they have to be like 20. I got gotcha. you. 28 and above. So, uh, but I crushed it at the end of the season. And my father-in-law came up from Philly for Thanksgiving. And I'm like, hey, why don't we go fishing? Close enough. So we went fishing. I get strep throat because it's fucking freezing out there on the ocean. Was it? And then... Um, it's more the wind now, that wet wind. Oh no, it's the wind that comes off the ocean, and it's it's brutal. What do you wear to get get away from shit like that? Pretty much the same shit you wear skiing, right? It's like ski yeah. clothes, right? Yeah. He texted me like, was it yesterday or two days ago? He goes, how? You, hey, how you feeling? <laughs> and I go to my wife. I'm like, he's asking me how I'm feeling. He's a blue collar guy. Those guys are tough as fucking nails, man. They don't give a fuck how you're feeling, right? So I was suspicious. I'm like, why is he asking me how I'm feeling? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, because he started getting the scratchy throat. Oh, and I'm, I'm, he wanted to see if you were dead or not. He wanted to see how long he was going to have this <laughs> right. shit. And then it came in yesterday that he also has strep throat. So, yeah, we got to get Vic Henley here. I miss Vic Henley. So do I. He had a big win with Auburn, so he's very, very happy. Oh, my God. I put the War Eagle up on my Instagram. People went nuts. nuts. And, I don't, and I don't get a lot of nuts anymore because I've been blocking a lot of people. It's, it's just the best way to do it, right? I've been told. By the uppers in uh, at the network, which is even at that. that right. You got to get rid of a lot of the trolls. They're, they're well, I'd rather focus on the people that are, are cool. No, just for me, doing. for advertising purposes and stuff like. Right. You can't be like, hey, I love this this hot sauce, and someone else is like, because it fits in your asshole. <laughs> like, it's hard to sell something. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to monetize anything. Uh, if if every time I'm like. Hey man, you know this guy's restaurant's really good. I got cancer there. Like right. you can't. I know. I know that they want to be funny. I know, and they are funny. But like I'm, sick. Oh, I'm sitting there. They're like, uh, can you do me a favor and not retweet this chef's, uh, you know, tweet? I'm like, why? I thought we were friends. I like me and that. He goes, yeah, but you know, nine out of the twelve responses on your side were she has a giant cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like. Oh, fuck. I'm getting, like, I'm getting crazy hate from that damn um, cake stomp video. You don't know the cake stomp video, do you? Nope. You really don't know about it? Don't know it. I, I don't, I've never watched it. Well, I mean, the video. I mean, I watched it now because it pops up on my thing over and over. Well, I got one. just you and you have, like, your little Zach Morris haircut. <laughs> 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 no, the cake stomp video. So, I got word that my Facebook page was just destroyed. Oh, they found my Facebook page. I guess the video went viral in the UK. I have to deal with this two or at least two or three times a year, maybe four times a year. Right. Where the video will pop up somewhere else, go viral. So in walk that me area. through this video. Just walk me through. And then when was it? 2007. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting shit for something I did 10 years ago. So what'd you do? Uh, well, how do we how do we begin this? So most of the people have heard this story, but basically, I saw the video. I don't know the story. Well, that's the problem, and that's the biggest mistake. It's one of the biggest mistakes I made in my career because uh, before I give you the whole backstory, about five years ago, I was going you know going through some some videos, and, and you put it up. I was I was putting up oh, stuff. It, it's the dumbest thing ever. But I was putting up stuff. From the past on my got it, got on it. my YouTube channel, like oh, the time I did baby diaper mustache, that's the time I did this and that, and then I saw the cake stop video, so I didn't think anything. Are you gonna eat those French fries? No, I didn't think anything of it, so I put it up on my YouTube channel. Next thing you know, it rockets to the top of Reddit. 
it went. My boys are Reddit. I it, love them. It went. They're so on the spectrum. It went crazy viral. Like not a little viral, crazy viral. Right. Where I had to shut off all my social media for a week, and then when I turned it on a week later, it was still horrendous. So I put the video up on my YouTube channel, thinking nothing of it, because I know the whole story and the whole backstory. So I'm like, oh, this thing. This was a one of the one of those. Uh, dare I say, uh, highlight of the, the old radio show. And boy, you know, when you see that video out of context, you can't really defend it. So when these people see it for the first time, they don't know what year it was from, they don't know the backstory, they don't know anything, they just think I'm the biggest piece of shit and I should die. Okay. Right? And I'm like, fuck. And then I took my version of the video down, but there's so many versions now out there, it's, it's impossible to avoid. So I, I appreciate the people out there that help me and they try to tell the backstory. But like I said on Facebook uh, today, it's like um, trying to fight off a tsunami with a sponge. You know what I mean? Like there's a few people doing, you know, doing the right thing and trying to explain this. But these people don't care. They just want to. They just want to spill their hate and wish horrendous things on, so on me. So the homeless dude was part of the show. Yes. So back in did the, you pay this guy every day? How much did you pay him? Me personally, hundreds. What, what, just give me a number. Ten thousand. Back then, we were we were pretty much printing money. We we all had money that we would throw at him, and you throw money at him. Yes. And he knew you. Yes. As the guy that gave him money. Yes. So I've been homeless. I was homeless for three and a half months, which doesn't seem like a long time. Right. But it is a long time. If someone came up to me when I was homeless and said. You know, here's a hundred bucks. I'm gonna fucking stick a cake up your asshole. <laughs> I would have been like, this is the best day of my life. Right. Of course. Well, um, but that notwithstanding, you pay this guy every day. So you do this video. I'm. I saw the video, but all I see is like these little gift clips. Right. Of you stepping on this cake. Right. right? And it looks horrendous. And it, it, it looks like we don't know the guy. It looks like it's right. just a complete uh, stranger. So let me get. Wait, so, let me walk you through just the basics yeah, of it. Yeah, walk me through. All right, so back in back in the day, like 2007, we did two radio shows. We did one on regular radio. Right. And then we did the second half of the show on Sirius XM. And what we had to do, because the two companies wouldn't work together, we had to walk from one studio to the other every day. Right. So we got the, you know, the idea, you know, if we're going to do this every day, we might as well broadcast the walk. So it became a massive thing where... People would wait outside K-Rock at the time, right, knowing we were coming out of the building live on the radio, and they would do the walk, which was about two, two and a half blocks to our other location. Every day was like a rock show. Like, people would wait out K-Rock, walk to Sirius XM, there'd be uh, drinking and smoking, and just, it was just a blast. We would stop in restaurants. Back then, Rich Voss would stop in a restaurant and do impromptu Oh, I heard that. That was really funny. So... That gives you an idea, but every day it was something new and crazy that we would be doing on the streets. <laughs> great, great. Guys, you guys were drinking and smoking and, mm. you know, people were hooking up. It was crazy. Some days we had like 100 people follow us. So Andrew, the homeless guy from the Cake Stomp video, he set up shop. It was on 57th Street around 6th Avenue. I don't remember exactly anymore. And he didn't know us from the hole in the wall. We come by, gave him money, talked to him. So this became a, a regular thing where he isn't stupid. The homeless people, especially in New York, they're not stupid. They're like, wait a minute. There's going to be some days a hundred people well, you're looking for the rush. By. It's like a river. It's like you're an animal looking for something right. to eat, right? You go to where the water is. And you know, I know. I've hundred people, and because we're broadcasting and stuff, people are going to give money. Some of my friends are the best pickpockets in the business. That's what they look for. They look for that river. Like right. It's going to be from this time to this time. Yeah. To be a bunch of dummies. No, the homeless people got it. And they knew also that our um, our fan base was very generous. So right. every day they were handing Andrew money. The coat he's wearing in the video, we gave him because he needed a coat. And he just, uh, long story short, he became a part of the radio show. We would talk to him every day, fuck with him. He would fuck with us. And it, it made just great radio. And, you know, the day of the cake stop, I felt like, because he was part of our show, that I could do something a, a little outrageous to get a little uh, reaction out of people. And I also knew that he would be totally okay with it because we now have a relationship with the guy. And, and on video, because it's all you see is me jumping on the cake. And look, I'll explain another hundred times. People aren't going to listen to this shit. But I jumped on it knowing he's going to be okay in the end. 
And people then were like, oh, you think it's okay to jump on his cake and just throw money at him? It's like, but no, was, we it, were giving him money every day But it wasn't regardless. his cake, it was your cake. No, he got it out of the garbage can. He got a cake out of the garbage yeah, can? Yeah, a Starbucks cake. But people were like, that's not the point. I, which, wait a second, wait a second. Which I, I agree second. with. You got a Starbucks cake? He got a Starbucks cake out of the garbage. Yes. So, and then he, he offered us some. Because we were so we he were friendly. You, I would have kicked that thing a hundred miles down the street. Oh. See what a garbage can looks like in New York City? Right. So, jumped on it, got the reaction, and thought nothing of it. Without all this backstory, you put that video online, you can't, you can't defend it. But, you know, but people think that, like, I walk, people think I walk around New York, let me make this point, sorry, because I'm, I'm now getting all fired up. People think I walk around New York City just fucking with the homeless and jumping on their, on their stuff. No. It was part of a radio show, which I thought, no, I do know that the guy was, you know, part of. So 2007. That's, yeah, 2007. Anything, anything that you watch today on YouTube, TV, or anything. From 2007 will be completely insensitive and insulting to half the population. No matter what, right? The amount of people from other countries that have come here, the amount uh, that we've evolved as far as what's funny and what's socially acceptable right. in 10 years is incredible. Right. Fucking incredible. There's stuff that I can't say today on real TV that 10 years ago, it's the acceptable. weatherman. Yeah, the weather, of course, was saying. Of course. You know what I mean? There's things you can do, skits. You watch Saturday Night Live. Right. People always say, well, Saturday Night Live's not funny anymore. It's because you're not funny anymore. Right. Because society's not funny right. anymore. You know well, what I mean? Well, the people that say that SNL isn't funny anymore are the people that hate that they're making fun of their guy. Right. People can't. People don't have a sense of humor about their guy anymore. Right. And I, I've said this a million times. Back in the day, you know, SNL. Well, SNL is always lean left, obviously. But uh, the the late night shows and stuff, they would make fun of both sides, and everyone was cool with it, like whatever. You can't. But now, it. if you make it's completely the country's completely separate. Yeah, but they can't take a joke but about. In, but in two thousand seven, like for example, like now you have people getting in trouble for sexual harassment stuff that was 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Let me tell you something. I was a chef in New York City 15 years ago, or a line cook 20 years ago. People had their dicks out all fucking day. It was the life. I mean, Betty Hill was on, fucking this was on, you know, Lloyd Lindsay Young on the local news in New York, fucking making pussy in faces. Like, it was, it was... What we look at now is insanity. Right. You know what I mean? Especially you go to drive through and watch Blazing Saddles. Right. Like, like so it was so, well, it Benny, was so can, crazy. Can, and you were part of a show. Yeah. You and Anthony, were, your job was to be as out there as you could. So you were actually dealing with a society right. that was more hip than it is now. Well, and, I, and also, we were doing it for entertainment. Right. It's funny. This is, I, don't, I don't live my life like this. No, I have to shit... That was on the radio. We don't live our lives like yeah. that, but we knew we were entertaining people that wanted some like shocking, cringy stuff. It's cringy, and it turns out like with Andrew and the Cake Stomp, we talked to him. There's a video on YouTube somewhere where we talked to him a week later, and it's so obvious that these people would do their research how cool he was with us a week later, and how cool he was with the fact that we did that that day. And then we continue to see as someone that was homeless once. A hundred bucks or five hundred bucks, fucking, you can step on whatever you want. Plus, he was part of a bit. So imagine how many people gave him a tip because they knew who he was. Every day, because then, you know, he became a star because people that knew the ONA show, they're like, when they did the walkover, they're like, that's Andrew. That's the famous Andrew. So, yeah, they were giving him extra money. And then other homeless people, because the word got out, started uh, camping out on our route. Imagine that. Camping out because they knew... That our show and our fan base would, would talk to homeless people and would take care of them. Right. But Andrew was our friend. He was a part of the radio show. I, I mean, like I said, explaining this again all these years later isn't going to do a lick of difference because the video without context is brutal. And I have, I have no defense for that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel bad that people, you know, are so offended by that. But it's simply they don't, not. Don't like it's it. simply not what they think. All right, so simply not what they think. Ten years ago, you could do a lot of shit, Bobby. Well, these people, these social justice warriors now are downright scary. They're not just going after stuff that happened like today, yesterday, a week ago. 
they're going back and, and finding the shit that's really old and saying they don't understand at the time it's, it was okay and they're like that doesn't matter to me this is wrong and I'm gonna do whatever I can to spread the hate for you it's scary especially if you're a shock jock the amount of stuff we did over the years indefensible uh, in the year 2017 your whole show would be you'd be at the you'd be you'd be in jail for what you did for 20 years for what you do now it's unbelievable you watch TV now it's unbelievable I was watching Cindy Adams today on local Channel 5 Fox affiliate right? Cindy Adams is a columnist that you know nationally syndicated and she's sitting there and first of all the whole the whole news was all women and they were like are you shocked by this and she's like People have been doing this for a hundred years, and it ends up this woman, Cindy Adams, nationally respected. Right. You could tell the hosts were 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 appalled by her because she's talking from another time. Right? She's like, "Yeah, you know, girls get what you got to get, do what you got to do. This ain't gonna stop. Right. It's just gonna get quieter." Like, and the women were like, "Don't you think this is a turning point?" She's like, well, "For Matt Lauer, it is. Like, she's like, <laughs> like she knows that the world keeps on going." You know what I mean? I hear you. And uh, it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Should we take a few uh, questions before we get out of here? Uh, enough <laughs> of this palaver. <laughs> goat. Tom Brady's goat. Tom Brady's a goat. 40 years old and having a sick fucking He's going to win the Super Bowl again. A sick fucking year. He's going to win. The bookies aren't even looking at it. They, you think the Patriots win again? Yes. You think he uh, steps down after that? No. <laughs> Nah, rumor has it he wants to play until he's like 45. No, because now he's playing against his age. Right. And that's the biggest ego, is to defeat mortality, right? Right. Like, when you're, when you're that big, you want to prove to yourself that you can be a champion. You think he's paranoid about concussions, though, with all the studies coming out, with the CTE? He's too rich to care. He could be stupid for the rest of his life. You don't think he gives a fuck? I don't think he gives a the fuck. The second half of his life, he's going to have a shitty I don't think. And... I don't think someone that competitive... Cares about what you care about. You know, you know. Uh, speaking of which, I'm watching a documentary on the enforcers. You watch hockey? Yes. And the enforcers, the guys that they're pretty much uh, on a team just to fight. Right. And it's all there's a whole art to it and everything. The reason the people, the enforcers, keep the injuries down in hockey. How do you know this shit? I know. You're because I used, right. I used to I used to do a restaurant in uh, in uh, New Jersey. Right. And Scott Gomez. Um, used to come in, Stevens, Marty Brodeur, and all would, those guys, and they would tell you this, and that was a, a like a thing that everybody knew. Like you know, if you're if you have a bad enforcer, everyone gets hurt on your team. You're a hundred percent right. Huh. So what you, yeah, what you learn is there's actually, fighting keeps everybody calm. If God. you could fight in the NFL, there would be no problems. That, I can't believe you know this shit. Yeah. I, I only learned it like this week. I was watching this documentary on Netflix. I forgot the name of it, but it's about hockey enforcers. And um, they said there's leagues in Europe where they don't allow fighting, and the injuries are way worse. Yeah, everybody gets hurt because because in, you fight through through the play, right? Right. But in hockey, everybody plays good hockey. When you get out of line, here comes some guy skating like like right. you know Tebow <laughs> in, right. next Friday with the bicycle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes around the corner. Right. Because they take a shot. Yeah, because they like in the yeah. NHL, if you if you have a cheap shot or a, a shitty hit. There's repercussions. Yeah. And Next thing you gonna, know, you're scraping your teeth off the glass. Now you're going to have to fight a goon, although they don't like being called goons. Oh, they're goons. No, no. There's goons and there's enforcers. Right. The goons are the guys that come up from the, the miners. Their whole job is to come up for a day. And, and disrupt the game. And beat the shit out of someone, and then they, they get rid of them. The enforcers, the guys you remember, like Ty Dome. Uh, Scott Stevens. Those are the guys. Scott Stevens. That were a lot him. of... When I met him, he was like six, I don't know, six. I'm small, so I'm 5'8". Everyone looks giant to me. Yeah. But when he shook my hand, his fucking hand, Scott Stevens' hand, and his face and his neck were like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. So Like, he, he just looked like a mean... He looked like the lead singer of Metallica, but that played hockey. With a lot of just scars. Just scars, and everything is all callous, fake teeth. But the enforcers are the guys that can fight and also have hockey skills. They do have skills. They might not be the fastest. Scott guys. can play. Yeah. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so in the European leagues where they don't allow 
uh, fighting way more than injuries. They also say that um, Sidney Crosby, the reason why he has so many concussions is because he doesn't have an enforcer on his team. Because what happens is... They beat him up. They beat the shit out of him because they know there's no one else, there's no one that's going to take care of this shit, right? Mm. They, like real life. They, that's how I deal with enforcers all my life. I'll take another beer, a shot of Jim Beam. You want a beer, OP? Have something. Have a Stella. Can you give me some? Give me a Stella. It's not even beer. It's not even beer. What kind of beer you have? I have Stella Blue Moon. Do you have something with fruit in it? Um, I have like a pumpkin uh, ale. Do you like that? Yes, get him that. Yeah, the pumpkin ale. Yeah, get him that. And a diaper. Uh, you two have ADHD. Not really. I, I used I did this for years on the radio. Then you get around to it, and they're calling him Cindy Crosby. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big uh, Crosby fan, but the guy, you know, he takes a lot of fucking hits, and he has a lot of concussions. And like I said, they think it's because he doesn't have an enforcer on the team. This is how important enforcers are, which I'm learning from that movie. When Wayne Gretzky was traded from the Edmonton Oilers oh, yeah. to the LA Kings, you know this story yes. too. What What was I love say? enforcers? God, tell the story. You don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Wayne Gretzky goes, look, I'm not, I'm not doing this trade unless I can bring McSorley with me. Which was his number one enforcer. Right. I thought you were going to talk about his sandwich chain in Canada. Gretzky knew he was fucked if he went to the Kings without McSorley to protect him. Because that was McSorley's whole job. This guy is like, they, they call him, uh, not pretty boys, uh, there's a name in hockey where they call those superstars, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, McSorley's whole job is to make sure Gretzky stays healthy and safe. Huh? Yeah. And then I'm learning about the the concussions and a lot of people think that most of the concussions in hockey are because of fighting and it's not true it's from the hits and and one of the one of the number one um, ways you can get concussed is if you get hit in the gut did you know that no because when you get hit in the gut your head still goes whoa, 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 whoa and that's your brain rolling around hitting hitting you know the inside of your skull wow so they said you don't have to get hit in the head to actually get a concussion you get a body hit and your head will still go like this inside and jelly heads so they said you know obviously you know fighting has caused a lot of concussions but it's uh, they think a lot more people get concussions from just just getting hit alright we got any questions before we get out of here concussions were made a bigger story due to the Benoit tragedy not necessarily hockey tragedy caused awareness Ed, I think you're not wrong sir ooh Alright, this is pumpkin ale. Pumpkin Look at that. Tobacco oh. Traveler. Thank you. Right. Were you all done with that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm all done with all this stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Alright, anything else I can get from you? Wow, that tastes like pumpkin pie. It does, right? I know. I said we should do like brown sugar or like cinnamon and sugar around the room. Yes. I was denied. Really faggot. So. Go. I got I got a little scoop. I might I might have a <laughs> 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 you make me laugh. <laughs> just wait and talk. <laughs> Why? I got a scoop. <laughs> I, got I got a, a scoop. scoop. We're in a corner of a restaurant in Jersey. I got a scoop. Look, so I knew I was unfairly fired. Huh? And uh, my my lawyers. Z, I like that. Lawyers. Z. Z. And I spell it with a Z. Oh, my God. Lawyers. It must look like a lunch at Yom Kippur. Lawyers. <laughs> they, they went to Sirius. They weren't, they weren't returning our calls. My lawyer sent one of these letters like, Yo, you better get back to us because Opie is going to sue you. <coughs> and he's not just suing for the money you owe him. He's suing you for all sorts of stuff. No shit. Yes. Like... One of the things was a hostile work environment because when they <laughs> oh, sorry. Why, why is that funny? You just sounded like a like a teenage cashier at a bed bath and beyond. Hostile Wait. Anyway, so why are you laughing at hostile work environment? Okay. <laughs> Honestly. You can say a lot of shit, but hostile work environment, like, is such a light way of saying everybody hated everybody. Right. Everybody was in a hostile work environment. Can except you, the guys that, that manufactured it. Can you make that point? I've never seen anything like it. 
when I walked in, and I'll, and I'll tell you guys this: this is the truth. This is complete. This is, stuff. This is complete. Not has nothing. Dude, you don't know anything about this because I've never even talked about it with you. Right. The first day I walked in um, with Guy Fieri, so I was just a you know a regular peon that was setting up a cooking segment. Sure. Roland Campos came up to me. All right, we're going to do it this way. I said, can we do it this way? He goes, no, we're going to do it this way. You don't understand. Jimmy hates food. Anthony is probably hungover and doesn't want to be here. And Opie's a dick. <laughs> the first thing they said to me. Way to go, Roland. And, I, and I'm not even a celebrity. You know what I mean? Guy was a celebrity. Right. So guess what I did? I downloaded Guy. I said, Jimmy hates food. Anthony is probably hungover. You know what I mean? Doesn't want to be here. And Opie's a dick. And, <laughs> and guy turns around and looks at me and goes, that sounds like every fucking place I go. Fuck okay. it, let's rock and roll. All right. <laughs> like, that's what makes Guy a superstar. Right. He can give a fuck. He's going to overpower you anyway. But, like, if you're the booker of a... Of a, a I'm telling you, that's the first but conversation I have. If you're the booker of a big-time radio show like we were... No one wants to hear that shit. That was why, the why, first, would, why would you that was your my people first, on our show? That was my first introduction to you guys. From there, I kept growing. And then I remember I met Jimmy like in the hallway. And he's like, hey, Carl. Hey, Jimmy. Right. I'm like, uh, all right. Nice guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, oh, that was funny. Thank you so much. Okay. And then I met Ant. And Ant's like typical Long Island, you know, like hates you till he loves you. <laughs> He's like, ah, angry Cuban, ah, you, you do that food thing, I'll get out of my way, you know, nice guy. Right. And then I met you, same fucking thing. Good. Great. Yes. You were great. Yes. You were great. And you know what, you're the, you're the only guy that said to me, good job, but, and that's when I realized maybe that's why people don't like you. Well, I, I, you said, good, good job, but. You want to get a little closer to the microphone so people can hear you and talk a little bit louder because you're on the radio, brother. Right. And then you walked away. Right. So you gave me good and a little help. And I thought that was the best thing in the world. Some people Because you talk like a chef. Like, that's how we do it. Like, oh, nice little apple pie, you fucking dummy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But maybe next time you want to... That was that was uh, that was the beginning of everything. Some people think it's constructive criticism. I thought it was. Others think it's autism. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then we met, and then that's how we met. And then this much on the spectrum, this much. And then I realized a pattern where where you would invite me on the radio. Uh, Roland would not book me with Jimmy on because he said. Jimmy hates food. He's embarrassed me in front of countless chefs, so I'm not doing it anymore. That's what Roland told me. There was a big blow up with this chef called Dominique Ansel, who invented the cronut, and Jimmy fucking tore into him, which I thought was funny. But him being a French chef, he didn't get it. He he thought it was insulting. Well, I think Roland was delusional because I think <coughs> I think he was seeing stuff that <coughs> was simply not there. I'm assuming this. Is yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to pick up no, all no, my no, stuff. No. I didn't want anybody to walk out. Do you want me to get some of this out of your way? Uh, yeah. The burger was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, that was good. That was good. The baked potato was phenomenal too. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. It. Thank you very much. Yeah. We really enjoyed our time here. Beautiful. We did. It was very good. So. Um, good. You're all set. And I do have to defend uh, Jimmy a little bit because, like, I mean, what are you going to do with the cronut? I thought it was one of the funniest bits I ever heard. Because Jimmy, Jimmy went after him. Jimmy went after him. I yeah. thought, I thought Jim, the way Jimmy went about it was funny. And I know Dominique Ansel. Imagine that. Like, I'm, you know, I he's like, like God in the food world. But but funny is funny. See, here's the here's the problem. Funny is funny. And Jimmy got him straight it, straight between the eyes. You know, when you bring Dominic Ansel in with the chrono, Roland and you take your food extremely serious, right? And then you got Jimmy, who, who's going to try to make comedy out of everything in front of him. That's his job, of course. That's his fucking job. So, Dominic, I would assume if it was handled properly, would have understood that. He didn't. No, but I'm just saying, because... You can't just have a guy on bragging about the cronut and think that this is amazing radio. What in, in the hot seat where we were, 
we got to try to make it funny or interesting. That's your job. So Jimmy decided to go after him and this and that. And Jimmy did okay. a great job. I mean, but, and just yeah, laid him out. But Roland should have understood that, understood that Dominic was getting a lot of uh, uh, important airtime, and then talked him off the ledge after the appearance. Right. Now, the difference between you and Roland is, although you take your food very seriously, you understand the funny angle of it. you got to be funny in life. Right. Like, but for Roland, Roland was just delusional and was too paranoid that we were going to like beat the shit out of our guests you know it's it, it was always for the most part good nature you know what I mean so if we are beating the shit out of you no it was though I mean for the most part if the guests unless knew you what were was a dick on. if yeah. you were a dick it wasn't good nature anymore now it's like fuck you we're going for each other though. so the back to the uh, hostile work environment because people want me to get back on track <laughs> I can't so if you weren't listening a while ago, which is fine. So the lawyers were blown off. Uh, my lawyers were getting blown off by SiriusXM. I was like, there's no way I'm getting fired for this bullshit video that was nothing. My, my lawyer said it was G-rated. So they were calling SiriusXM. They weren't returning their calls. The lawyers finally gave me nasty. And you got some serious lawyers. Like I said, yeah, you know how I'm a fan of lawyers? No, major. Like you had the dream team. No, major. Waiting, waiting, you would have XM. Waiting and ready. To <coughs> they couldn't go. wait to litigate. Waiting and ready to go because they're like, right. screw just going for the salary they owe you. We're going to go for a hostile work environment, and I'll stop there. But there was a, a couple other things because as soon as they made me sit in the hallway until Howard Stern passed by, that was a hostile work environment. And, and I, was, I was thinking, if you want to play, we're going to play. You know, I'm I'm not typically that type of guy. I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll try to make this funny or interesting. But as soon as they fucked with me like that, I'm like, all right. Well, then this was a hostile work environment. So my lawyers finally uh, wrote him a letter and said, look. Your lawyers were the best of the best. They wrote a letter and said, look, you're ignoring our phone calls. Opie's ready to sue you. And they're like, well, uh, well, let's see the video. So now they're seeing the video for the first time. The video that So they I saw it. The video that I got fired for, they never saw. They finally had to tell my lawyers, can we see the video? And so my lawyers gave them just a taste of the case. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to show you the video. But we're going to show you this, this, and this, a whole bunch of stuff that I'd rather not say right now. And I wouldn't, love shit. Wouldn't like you, know they, you know, I love lawsuits. Wouldn't you know I they called back it. immediately. Immediately. And said, I think we, uh, we want to move past this, was the language they used. Wow. Good for you, man. So that's my scoop today. Someone's buying a Ferrari. So we'll see what happens. Someone's buying a Ferrari. If I get zoom zoom. If I get Bima, who's got the keys to my Bima? Who am I? Roland did me dirty. Did me dirty. And him being delusional really fucked up a bunch of things over there. He's t he's talking shit behind everyone's back. Oh, he talks about everybody. All right, Carl. Did I tell you what he said about... Uh, Cheers. Oh, you want to continue? No, I can't talk about this, but I'll tell you later what he said, what he's got about Jimmy. What? It's bad. Go, shut this off. No, you can't do that. No, I'm going to tell you the story later. What he said about Jimmy? No, what he's got on him. What, he, what he's got on Jimmy? That's I, like, I ain't going there. It's a bad road. I'm trying to move on from all that shit. I hope so. I hope so, man. No, I've been trying to move on, but everyone fucking keeps dragging me in. It's like, look, <coughs> you know... We did 20 years. We put out amazing content. You know, that was one of the funniest. We didn't. Opie, Opie, and I and I say it to everybody. Opie, Jimmy, and uh, Anthony are three of the funniest radio people I've ever heard in my life. Thanks, buddy. A lot funnier than Howard Stern. I, I never thought he was funny. Cheers. Cheers, man. And and stop with all this shit, man. Like just the. Uh, Oh yeah, that's gonna work. <laughs> just everybody should stop with all the rumors and innuendo. Just, and you you just started a rumor. I didn't start anything. What did I start? Oh, the Jimmy thing. Yeah. Oh, that was nothing. No. If you guys want to hear that, I'll tell you right now. Um, there was a there was um there was an episode where Jimmy said that uh, Roland was gay or something, and he said he was holding it over. Um, he was keeping that to use for management if Jimmy ever tried to get him fired. That's all. That's all it is. It's no big deal. So Roland was always collecting shit on. Yeah, everybody. he was just collecting. It's dude. I don't. I don't. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to sound it like that. I just thought it was silly. I didn't think it was is real. You're telling the truth. Yeah, telling the truth. Get me, so not, don't get me in trouble because no, I got no, 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 problems with that. Like company. he just collects things that people say on the radio to 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 try to hurt uh, try to hurt them in the future. Because he's always scared of losing his job. I thought I was really close to Roland. I knew him for 13 years. You only knew Bro, him for a few. But I knew a few. But he was, he was, listen, 
I got to tell you something. You go to Christmas, you go to New Year's, you go to Thanksgiving with my family, uh, and then you turn your back on me. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing but spit for you. Thanks, guys. Roland has worse breath. What? The, what's who has, has worse breath? breath. Roland. Roland or Carl? I sat this close to Carl the whole time. I gotta say the breath was all right. Not bad, right? Not bad, brother. Congrats. Chris said you had bad breath. <laughs> I do sometimes from the party. Chris turned up the pop up the mall. Goes out of nowhere. Just says the Cuban has bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> Did Chris really say that? <laughs> I was too scared to tell you. <laughs> really? I didn't see. That's why you kept asking me if I saw the pop up. You motherfucker, Mister Stefano, that motherfucker. You don't have bad breath. You want to breathe in my face to prove it? No. Now I'm fucking fucking weird. I'm insecure now. <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah, we all have a bad day. I gave day. a piece of my carrot cake one time on the radio. We all have all a right, bad Chris, day. All right, Chris, I'm coming to see you. All right. Motherfucking Chris to Stefano. God damn it. All right, guys. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Sabor Chef. S-A-B-O-R Chef. He really chef said that shit, huh? Chris to Stefano? He, he meant it in a, in a good way. That doesn't sound like a fucking good way at all. <laughs> How the fuck does that mean a good way? How the fuck is that a good way? Can you explain that to me for two fucking seconds? So Chris Stefano's in a giant pop-up, and he's just fucking running his mouth about my breath? Just quick. Just everything he says is quick. I think... Oh, I feel it's hot. I feel it's cold. Oh, my God. I think he ran out of things to say. <laughs> so he's going to crush me like that? He crushed you. Chris Stefano really said that? Yeah, i got to watch this shit, man. Yeah. Hey, what's up, buddies? Creamy Butters here. You want to be a part of the Opie Radio podcast, and the best way to do that is to join his Facebook group, the Opie Radio Podcast, better known as the Pod Squad. You can join Opie nearly every morning as he faces his camera outside of his window to see the beautiful New York City skyline, kick back with a bunch of other members of the Facebook page, and just listen to a classic episode of the podcast. Sometimes a bunch of us get together, play some video games. One night, a bunch of us got high. We turned on Netflix and we started the Flat Earth documentary, and it wasn't nearly as gay as I just made that sound. Coming soon to the Opie Radio Podcast Facebook group, um, a way for you to get your voice on the Opie Radio podcast. It's kind of like the old 800 number, the, the rant line that Joe used to run, but it's going to be a little bit different. So if you want to be on the Opie Radio podcast, join the Facebook group, the Opie Radio podcast, the pod squad, and jump on in. And let's have some fun. We're going to get you on the podcast soon. And as always, there is a link to the Opie Radio podcast Facebook group in the description of this podcast.